So we begin fading in on the interior of this tunnel that the away team had escaped into at the end of last episode, hidden behind a waterfall, and thus everybody is very damp, and everybody has narrowly escaped some creatures. But now that the creatures have all been stunned and you have escaped, you have a moment to breathe and to assess. You still can't remember quite how you ended up in this situation as a whole. You're not sure where your comp badges are, but you know that you have found recording devices in the forest and even noticed that the um, creatures who attacked you had some sort of uh, technological sort of shock collar kind of thing. If I'm not mistaken, I had a flash of a memory, right? Yes. Cool. Mm -hmm. So Nervous Energy Magoo is going to look at everybody around her and go, Hey, does anybody else have weird flashes of memory? Because I definitely am starting to. No. Okay. Um, Lieutenant, you and I were in the ruins together at, at some point. I don't know why we were there, but I... I know that we were there together, and I don't remember that, and you don't remember that, and we're now in this cave, and we were in the woods. I I think a lot of time has passed. D- define a lot of time, because it's always a matter of perspective. Ensign, do you mean hours, days, weeks, months, years? Um, I definitely don't have that answer. Probably not years. Oh, God. Oh, God. Do you think it's been years? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I, I'm sure it hasn't been. I mean... I remember things that happened prior to coming to this planet. It's not the events that led us to the planet. And I don't think we've changed that much. Okay. Maybe days? I'm not sure. I'm really not certain what's caused our, our lack of memories or how to, to get them back. When did you have this memory flash? This flashback, if you would. Right, right before those creatures showed up. Right before I felt them coming. It was like... It was like I was remembering being scared or being surrounded, something. That energy, that's what I felt, and that's what I was able to remember. We were in the same predicament in the ruins. Do Betasoids have links to emotions and memories the way a lot of species seem to have links to scent and memory? That's a good way of putting it, Captain. Yeah, I, 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 would, I would say yes, that's what it feels like to me. Well, that at least gives us something to work with. If we can give you some more emotions, maybe that will trigger more memories for you. Would that be something you'd be willing to do? Oh, um, I'd rather not be that scared again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, yes, Captain. I think whatever works. It's just an idea to keep in mind. Um, I think the first thing we should do is... Secure our current location. Captain, what is that in your hand? Well, it's the phaser you gave me. No. The janky one. <laughs> the other hand. It was it was a collar around one of those creatures, and she will shuffle, like, she's carrying too many things. She's going to start passing them out. She's going to give the broken collar to Kai. I think she'll keep the janky phaser. And then she will give the slingshot to Mozafar. She says, this seems to be a little more your speed. One of the badger creatures was wearing this? Yes, uh, that last one that came up. Hmm. I just pulled it off of him. Brandon, are there any sort of mechanisms on this collar? Or is it just like a band of metal? Um, it is It is made of a pretty durable metal. But there is like a box on it. Uh, I want to like see if I can get it open and examine it and determine was it was that its purpose? Was it just delivering an electric shock to the creature? Is it a tracker? Basically, try to determine its purpose. Sure. You um find something sufficiently sharp or just use your fingernails or something to kind of pry open. I borrow Verity's fingernails since I don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have the captain pry open a hatch on the back of it. I mean, I'm used to opening jars for you, Kai, but this is... It is so slippery. <laughs> You don't see any, like, shock mechanism or anything like that. There's definitely some kind of circuitry in here, but it's not immediately obvious to you what it is. Okay. I'm going to give it a good old scan then and see kind of what's inside. If there's, like, a power cell, radio equipment, etc. 
Uh, yeah, there's a small power cell um, that your tricorder picks up immediately. There is a small transponder of some kind um, for receiving uh, receiving signals and you think at least sending location data. But there is other stuff in here that is is functionally... I'm not going to say functionally alien. I'm going to let you roll for this. Okay. And as a reminder, there's five momentum in the in the pool right now and only four threat. So go ahead and give me a... Maybe it's reason engineering. Can I assist with that since I'm working on my engineering stuff? You absolutely can. I'd say it would normally be a four. Your tricorder will bump it down to a three. Okay. I'm definitely going to spend a momentum for a third die... And I think I'm going to go ahead and spend two more for another one. Then I'm guessing my tricorder uh, focus will apply. Best focus I ever bought. All right. Let me roll to assist. I have to get below an 11. And I got a 16, so I'm still not helpful. Fortunately, Kai needed, between her reason and engineering, she needed a 16 or less. I did roll a 17. That's no good. And I can't re-roll engineering like I can science. But then I did roll a 7, an 8, and a 12. So I have three successes exactly. Cool. The circuitry in this thing is psionic. What? Welcome to Endeavor Through the Maelstrom. We are a Star Trek Adventures actual play following the deep space mission of the USS Endeavor as it charts a new region of space several decades after the events of Star Trek Picard. I'm Brandon, your GM for this mission. This is Nicole, and I'll be playing Captain Varel. I'm Brad, and I play Commander Razum Mozafar. Hi everybody, I'm Christine, and I will be playing Lieutenant Kai. My name's Leah, and I'm playing Ensign Katarina Everly. The Excursion, Part 3. So we fade in on an exterior shot of Endeavor in orbit above an M-class planet. Chief Security Officer's Log, Stardate 97368.7. The captain's away team has been missing for 53 hours. They have remained in command of the ship in their absence. Interior, the transporter room. Tarek is there as on the transporter pad appear our supporting characters that we're going to be invoking for this chunk of the episode, having just been searching the planet below. To remind everybody how supporting characters work, your ship allows you to bring in some NPCs a certain number of times over the course of a mission. They can act like sort of spare characters, they can make roles, they can uh, let somebody have a character to play when their character maybe wouldn't have any good reason to be around. And every time that they show up, they get a little more defined. So as, how about we go around and introduce the supporting character you are using? Let's start with Christine. So the camera points at the transporter pad and then has to tilt down a little bit as we see a petite middle-aged trill woman wearing operations gold her hair is more salt than pepper at this point and cut in a short bob she has a strong chin and without trying she looks annoyed by everyone around her downright odd especially coming back from an away mission on a planet her uniform doesn't seem to have so much as a single wrinkle 
and her silver-painted nails are unchipped and unstained. Her rank pips are that of a lieutenant commander. This is uh, Commander Isla Nadon, Endeavor's chief engineering officer. You see a fairly tall, although as a short person, I don't know what fairly tall actually is. Let's say like 5'11", and Dorian woman her white hair is in a braid that goes down her back slightly older you'd probably guess mid-30s to Andorian's age like humans we're gonna pretend let the do I think so and is standing there looking pretty calm but definitely determined to figure out what's going on this is the science officer lieutenant Ferris Kalen uh, and then we've got a couple of returning characters uh, Nicole let us in on who you're playing and also what you've added to this character since their last appearance as well. It looks like Ensign Madison Locke is brushing off some invisible dirt as if he's really not pleased about the the away mission or the location where he was. Since Locke is a returning supporting cast, I've given him a value. And it is... I don't have to be the hero. That's fair. That's a fair value. Super. And finally, Brad, you also have a returning character, so same prompt to you. This returning character you see materialize in the rather suave and dapper chief medical officer, Errol Harcrow. Looks like he had been reading the uh, information coming across on his tricorder here on what they'd found down below rather preoccupied with that as he is materialized. And since he is a returning character, I have added the talent, Cautious Medicine. Commander Tarek nods at the four of you. Welcome back. And not too soon. And Locke sneezes. (laughs) Tarek probably raises an eyebrow at that. There's nothing down there, Commander. No more evidence of damaged equipment? Not that we were able to find. It's like trying to... What's the what's the Earth saying? Something about haystacks and... I don't know, it's, it's a farm metaphor. I believe you mean a needle in a haystack? That would be the one. Uh, just uh, some interesting signs and readings from different animal life down there. As well as allergies, Tarek says, glancing at Insanlock. And mosquitoes the size of your ears. Any luck up here? Much of the planet continues to confound our sensors, which is to say, no. I knew you would get there eventually, Commander. What's our next play? I believe it would be appropriate at this juncture to solicit recommendations. Our search parties have turned up little more than the damaged comm badges. Our sensors are unable to get detailed lifeform scans, and the time is of the essence. Uh, Brandon, do we know why time is of the essence? Or is it just... I think just the crew's been missing for several days at this point. Yeah. Who knows? Like, I've got two suggestions, and you're not going to like either of them. First is, we've tried scanning from up here. We've tried beaming to the surface and looking around. So we could always take a shuttle down and fly at a low altitude and look for them with a bird's eye view the other you're really not gonna like which is we give them more time if they're alive down there might be they send up their own signal to let us know where they are well i do hope that the latter circumstance does arise i do not think we can count on it however a visual scan would be highly inefficient we don't have nearly the number of shuttles it would take be comprehensive. I said you weren't going to like it. With all due respect, Lieutenant, nothing else we've tried has worked. I might as well take a shuttle. Not I. Someone else. Out of curiosity, what um, what do you think Lieutenant Kalen's specialty is? What kinds of science are they best at? I gave them theoretical physics. Like the... I, I think they're not much for the uh, action as they are for the research. Well, Chief... I think I've also got two ideas. We can try to amplify our scanners by setting up three points, maybe using shuttles, maybe using probes, 
I mean, you know, they're my specialty. And and just try to be more effective with the scanners. Or, and this is the one I would prefer, we can maybe rig something to send down to um, catch their attention or emit emit a signal for our team and have them come to us and then they could signal back from that. I think both of these options are potentially viable. What if the away team's been uh, detained? They won't be able to respond to any sort of signal flare. It won't matter. But then maybe whoever took them, maybe they'll find it instead. And draw unwarranted attack on our ship. Or put them in danger. Potentially, we would know more in that case. We have to try something, Lieutenant. I was a fan of the shuttlecraft idea. Ensign Locke, how much time do you think it would require you to modify enough shuttles to triangulate the scans as you are suggesting? That's pretty basic. I could have that done in an hour. So you'll get it done in 30 minutes then, but you can call in whoever you need from engineering. How about I call you, Chief? That's why you show promise, Ensign. Well, Commander, the time is ticking like you said. We are not at a point where we could declare them deceased, as there are no remains, and they are definitely capable of supplying for themselves. Time is drawing dear, so yes, time is of the essence. Very well. Doctor, continue to examine your data and see if you come up with anything useful. Engineering will outfit several shuttles to attempt Ensign Locke's idea. Lieutenant Kalen, as the senior-most science officer in Lieutenant Kai's absence, you will assist engineering as needed. Of course, Lieutenant. And we'll return to the bridge. Keep me up to date. He turns on his heel and leaves. Do you think if we have time to stop at the replicator, we could really use something warm after all that hiking? As long as you can eat and work at the same time, Ensign. I mean... You, you, you haven't seen my station af- after Gamma Shift, have you? She places a hand on your shoulder for a moment, looks at you for, for just a second, and will let go and start to walk out. He was going to send a, please help me look. Kayla looks at you and goes, we've all seen your station after Gamma Shift, unfortunately. probably cut to the shuttle bay some amount of time later with several shuttles sitting uh, next to each other one hot sandwich later yes <laughs> turkey melt spicy mustard i guess we, we we may need to address what these shuttles are named wait but now we can take the shuttlecraft guy fieri N- N- nicole leah lay it on us what are these uh, what are these shuttles Madison is going to work on the captain's favorite shuttle, the Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> uh, but he, he recommends that we, we take the Flay and the Guy Fieri and set up like a, a triangulating signal between all three of them. I mean, there has to be an older third shuttle called the Julia Childs. I was going to say in the corner is the, the frankly pristine and never, never, ever to be mocked Ina Garten. <laughs> Madam Contessa is wa- ready and waiting, but she's for special occasions. For diplomats only. <laughs> I'm going to spend two of my four threat. Ensign Locke is having pretty rough allergies. Oh no. What have I done to myself? <laughs> you have some bad allergies as a, as a complication on Locke. Now, that being said, I think I would like a roll to um, adjust, you know, I'll say the Ramsey's sensors, since you said that's the one you were working on. This would normally be, like you said, pretty routine. So it's probably like control engineering because it's precision stuff. You have to make very fine, fine-tuned adjustments to the sensors here. Mm-hmm. And I'll say that it's normally a two, but your your allergies are distracting enough to bump it to a three. Ugh. Can we assist Locke? I was going to request an assist, actually, from a certain person. Ensign Locke to Dr. Harcrow. <coughs> Dr. Harcrow. I could use a, a hypo spray right about now. 
Yes, will you swing by medical? Can't leave my station, sir. Could you come to me? Ensign, this is a priority. You need to come here to the sick bay. I'm, I'm, I'm elbows deep in circuitry, and the captain's not gonna like it if the, if the ram sees offline when she gets back. If I have to, I will send security to get you. All right, all right. Two minutes. I'm gonna make a roll. <laughs> yep, go for it. And yeah, I, I will, I will allow either um, Leah or Christine to assist since I presume they're both involved in working on the other shuttles. I've got an 11 control and a 4 engineering with Nadon. Yeah, you got me beat by one, so probably smart. All right. Well, we need a fictional Star Trekers. <laughs> Blart. Blart. <laughs> well, Blart. So I need to get a 15 or lower. I rolled a 17. So you get no, no help with the chief engineer who's just trying to keep her distance because you keep sneezing long. And you're you're just drippy, and it's no. Is it like cheating if I also help? Mechanically speaking, it's kind of my discretion how many people I think can reasonably help on a roll. I feel like modifying a shuttle sensors. It's hard for a third person to also be equally involved because I imagine there's only really room for like one to two people clustered around the little maintenance hatch or whatever. Totally fair. Yep, that's fair. What was my target number of successes? Uh, because of the allergies, three. Three. And do we have momentum? You have two momentum, and I have two threat. I'm going to use one of the momentum to buy a third die. And uh, I'm going to ask if field repairs as a focus would be applicable to this. Uh, I'm going to say no. This is modifying perfectly functional equipment. That's fine. Uh, my... Control is a 10, and my engineering is a 4, so I need to get a 14 or lower. Alright, I got a 2, a 14, and a 19, so only 2 success. With a last sneeze, Locke glances at the um, engineering tricorder. Probably not using a tricorder, this it's probably just the shuttle's system diagnostic display. The numbers look pretty okay, frankly, and like your head's just very stuffy, and you don't want to be the hero. <laughs> so you're like, ah, oh, those numbers look pretty good. Uh, I can kind of, like, skip the, the double check and go to sick bay. <laughs> so I'm going to have this be basically a success at a cost, which is to say the sensors on the Ramsey are going to be a little bit temperamental. They're janky. I mean, that's fair. That, that seems thematic, even. So Locke hustles towards sick bay. Stumbles, shuffles. Yeah, some verb. Meanders. To get the Flay and the Fury operational, how about Christine and Leah? You do do some rolls for me for the work that you're doing while Locke is gone. Uh, yeah, those dice. Okay. So it'll be control engineering, difficulty two for each shuttle. Okay. Uh, Leah, why don't we assist each other with our respective rolls? Well, Brandon did say that uh, two people could work on a shuttle at a time, so. Yep. So that means we can each roll two, and then we roll a third, respectively, to help the other? Uh, so we would do, I guess, one test where you're the primary, and you roll two, and Christine rolls one, and, and, and then, then the other way one around. test where we do it the other way around. So yeah. Uh, so why don't you go first, Leah? I will try to assist you, hopefully, better than I did long. Control engineering still? Um, yep, although I will accept pitches for a different set of things if you have a good like thematic idea of why. It would just be changing engineering to science for me, but I don't, I don't think so because most of my stuff is like theoretical. So I feel like I should stick with engineering. Sure, fair enough. All right, uh, we're looking. Shall for... we assume this is the theory then? Yeah, hell yeah, let's go to Flavor Town, baby. Let's go. <laughs> a thirteen and a seventeen. That's one out of two. And I got a thirteen out of a fifteen. If this is still control engineering, so I've got one more for you. Since neither of you have an allergy attack, that means the Fieri is fine. Bam! We did it. All right. And then the other way around. Well, I think these yellow dice are telling me not to play an engineer or a security officer. <laughs> I rolled a 12 and a 20. <gasps> oh, no. So uh, what, did you get any successes no, later? No, I rolled an 18. So, Brandon, we fail, and we have a complication on top of the failure on the flay. Oh, boy. Kai is going to be so upset when the aqua shuttle blows up. <laughs> oh, boy. It doesn't do aqua no more. 
Yeah, here's the thing about the flay. As you start to modify the sensors, you realize, oh dear, uh, some water got in here, which like it's supposed to be able to handle, but it's like been in there since the first mission. So now it's kind of like dank. Basically, you realize that as you start doing this, that the flay needs some significant standard maintenance that has been either neglected or done incorrectly and probably doesn't pass Starfleet regs for uh, safe to fly in atmosphere right now. I mean, you can obviously ignore the regs if you need to, but... I'm pretty sure that uh, Locke was supposed to uh, be the one to fix this up after the last mission, so I'm going to dock him a couple quality points. Yeah, fair enough. We have a board in engineering. <laughs> Especially, uh, I'm dock him another point because uh, he left before the job was done, and now look at this mess. He just lost two stickies. Two shiny stickers just got ripped <laughs> off next to his name. Oh, I got so much work to do. See, see now that girl Everly, every time she comes out of engineering, she does a great job. <laughs> Everly just has an honorary column on the engineering board for some reason. Yeah, it's really just to motivate Locke, but Nadon <laughs> doesn't tell Locke that. <laughs> We cut to sickbay a little before Locke shows up, but after making the call, Dr. Harcrow is examining some of the data that was collected from the planet. So, Brad. Yes. Can you give me a reason medicine to analyze some of this information? I'm going to say this is a two difficulty by default. As a reminder, you have one momentum and two threat in my pool, so you can always give me threat if you need to. I'm, I'm pretty low because I tapped out a lot of it on that fight. Okay, would this be considered advanced medical research? Sure. Okay. Yep, it's it's xenobiology. That's okay, seems, well, xenobiology. I'll do that one. That's a better one. He has that too. Yeah, it's, it's definitely xenobiology. Well, if I'd taken bold medicine, I could have given you a threat, but I did not. And you still can. You just don't get anything special for it. Yeah, let's give you a threat and to add an extra die. All right. Harcrow's reason is a 10. His medicine is a 4. So I'm trying to get a 14 or lower. Preferably a 4 or lower. Well, that's pretty good. That is a 15, which doesn't work, but I do have a 6. So there's one success and two more with the 1. So what does Dr. Harcrow get here? For the basic success, Dr. Harcrow has determined that... There is something in the local flora, you think, that very possibly has a uh, negative effect on the mental state of humanoids, though it would really help if you had, like, an example case, you know, to, to really know how this... Um, I keep wanting to say it's a pollen because Enterprise did exactly that. I guess it's still probably a pollen. It's a different planet. Pollen is everywhere. This is just very bad pollen. It is a super pollen. About that time, the door to sickbay swooshes open and Ensign Locke stumbles, ambles, whatever, in. Ensign Locke, please take a seat here. You're really up interrupting some delicate operations, Doc. And he will go and sit up on the nearest biobed. We are trying to get to the bottom of this incapacity that you are having with your allergies. It may have something to do with the erratic behaviors and the disappearance of our crew upon the planet. So if you will hold still, we will do some testing upon you. Harcrow starts to sweep medical tricorder over Locke, and indeed does see some of the signs of this stuff in Locke's system. Go ahead and give me... The question, Brad, for you is, do you think Locke would, um be a bit daring with his uh, medical techniques here because of the limited time that the away team may have? Or do you see him as more of a person who's always going to do stuff by the book? I mean, do I see Harcrow? Yes. Just sort of looking at the base stats here of Harcrow, I believe he would take a more cautious approach to this. 
making sure he that he got it right more than being daring. He'd want to make sure that it, all the information was correct, that he was not making an assumption. Then give me a um, another reason medicine. Oh, actually, you had a, a spare success on that prior test. What would you like to do with that? Would you like to bank it as momentum? Would you like to ask a question? Well, banking is momentum, because now that I got my specimen in front of me, I mean, Ensign Locke in front of me. Give me a reason medicine. I'm going to say that this one is probably going to need to be a three to apply the knowledge you've gleaned so far to the reaction that you see in Locke's system. Uh, since we're in sickbay, can the uh, Endeavor assist? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll accept that. Do you want me to take that role, Brad? Yes, if you want to take that role, Dr. Harcrow will say, Ensign Locke, this will tingle just a little bit. What do you mean, tingle? Well, you know, tingle. Like, reach out your finger here, and so we're going to invoke that cautious medicine this time, because I'm going to use one of the momentum, specifically the one I just put in there, in order to roll an extra dice. And, Brandon, what uh, what do you want me to roll for the ship? Um, it would probably be a um, medicine, obviously, and, like, computers? Okay. So we have an uh, 11 computers and a 2 in medicine, so, so we got a 3. Cool. And the ship is always considered to have a focus, but three is higher than two, so still just one success. All right, and I'm going to invoke that cautious medicine just to see what happens when I reroll this 18. Okay, so with the reroll of the 18, that gives me five successes. Nice. And six with the ship. Oh, yeah, if you weren't even counting the one from the ship. Okay, you have three excess successes. A Harcrow and um, one or two of Harcrow's staff flit about Ensign Locke rapidly, precisely, efficiently, scanning, taking in data, running computer models. There are a few things that become apparent to the doctor relatively quickly. A, you think that with extended exposure, like of a few hours or more than a few hours, rather, because Locke was probably on the planet for a few hours tops. You think that this uh, pollen would probably have a problematic effect on the memory in particular? And fortunately, because you're able to see how Locke's system is reacting to it at this point, you think you can synthesize a hypospray to counteract the effects fairly quickly. Now you have three excess successes. What would you like to do with those momentum? Is there an advantage we could try to create? That's what I was thinking, is some sort of advantage with that. So it would be fairly quick and easy to create that hypo-anti-allergent. Hypoallergenic was right there. <laughs> I have a potential idea there. Uh, I don't know how useful this would be, or it might be really useful. Maybe in addition to creating the hypospray you can sort of inoculate the crew that way anybody goes down there just doesn't have to worry about it yeah inoculation yeah sort of just co covering your bases here and now you just got to find mm -hmm. the four that got lost down there yeah i like that one that's what i was sort of thinking along the lines of some sort of inoculation for the crew that we don't have to worry about the other parties going down there makes sense i'll say that that costs two of your three momentum does that affect Locke's bad allergy complication I'm going to say that you get rid of that regardless as a result of the success. Okay. Essentially, the role was to formulate a an antidote. And we will use the last one to bank. Instant lock here. You will take this and the computer model show that this will kill your allergies at this time. Congratulations, you will be able to breathe freely. I uh, feel so much better I'm going to run out of here. <laughs> yes, you should return and finish your, your job you, now Dr. that you Harker. feel better. And he just beelines it, rushing back to the shuttle bay. Yeah, you just you could feel those uh, gold stars being removed from your. I need I need my gold stars back. <laughs> That's the fourth. Uh... It's been another hour. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> he, he's panting and gasping for breath as he as he rushes in, but you know, like 
the, the door just gently swooshes open. It's, it's very unsatisfying as he's trying to, like, make an entrance. I've helped the doctor cure allergies. Okay, I can get back to work. <laughs> Your planetary allergies. You know, he should be able to fix the regular allergies, too. It's just maybe Locke is somehow super resistant to other types of treatment for their allergies. Well, Locke, if you're going to be late, you should have called engineering. <laughs> oh! I think Locke maybe needs to talk to HR. <laughs> Can we talk to Space HR, please? He'll be fine. He'll be fine. We've got to we've got to go find him first. That's uh, yeah, Mozafar. Yeah, that's true. Mozafar is basically HR. <laughs> Here is your doctor's note. <laughs> How are you feeling now, Ensign? Better. Are we are we ready ready to do some tests yet? Uh, by this point, all of the shuttles have been modified, uh, other than the flay, technically, but, like, you could fly it if you wanted. There were some complications while you were gone. Someone didn't do the routine maintenance on the Bobby Flay after the last away mission, and we weren't able to finish modifying it. I don't think that was on my, uh, my duty roster, Chief. I'm pretty sure it was. You, you came back from that mission, you know what the shuttle went through, I would have assigned it to you. I came back from that traumatic away mission. <laughs> it must have slipped my mind. Fine, fine. I'll forgive it. I'll forgive it. You were shot at by killer drones. Well, we have Endeavor as a third point if we just need three for the triangulation. The fourth was more of an extra anyway. It'll probably have to do. Meanwhile, on the planet, we rejoin our intrepid away team. They've had a little time to... Everybody give me a rundown of what your character's been up to. Has there been efforts to uh, make Everly remember more things? Is Everly crying in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely You're going to have so not. many HR complaints by the end of this most far. <laughs> Just all of our ensigns are broken and we can't under we can't figure it out why. Rough stuff being the the smalls on a ship i'm genuinely if that's a thing that if that's an avenue that you think might help i'm cool with that having a happened or b playing one of them we also still have the signal we were following ah yes thank you my brain is a sieve so we could just try to make headway that way we could try to make everly feel stuff i think basically what i had learned everything i could from the caller beforehand so Kai will recommend abandoning that, leaving it behind because there might be a tracker in it. I have an idea. Okay, so I think we should be pursuing the the signal and like and leave, leaving Kai to do that. I think that as we're walking, I'm assuming on the way, uh, in order to make Everly feel homesick, the captain's gonna start asking about her parents and her family and stuff like that. Knowing some of Everly's history, I say roleplay that, because I want to see where that goes. I did say I was cool with it. Okay. I mean, you're allowed to not be cool with it, though, if that, that's yeah. also... No, fun. no, 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 no. I'm genuinely cool with it. Like, Leah loves playing games, so I'm just trying to think of where this could possibly go and what the answers would be inside of game, because inside of game is different from what the real answers are. But I am more than chill playing that out. Cool. Okay. I think you might get just a little bit of a pushback on dealing with the family from Resum on it, though. Sort of having that background and the counseling and things like that, trying to write something from that might do, especially knowing what's going on with in the past with her family specifically. I don't know if anybody knows her that. Sibling. Outside of people looking at my Starfleet records. Exactly. Yeah, so I'm I'm going in from the from the perspective of the captain didn't delve that deeply into it. I mean, apart from checking to make sure she was qualified and everything, I don't. I don't think Verity would care so much what her interpersonal relationships were with her parents. So yeah. Well, and that stuff wouldn't be in in her Starfleet record anyway. No. Her brother would be. That would be there. Well, that that's not a topic that Verity was going to approach anyway. So, I think the the first question is is leading into. I noticed you were pretty good at climbing up these mountains ensign have you had a lot of experience with that oh uh 
funny you ask, Katchen. Um, yeah, uh, often um, my my family was from the uh, the northern part of the country, and um, and so often my we would go and explore some of the the mountainous areas of of Greece, like near the villages and 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 the like. Um, so yeah, no, grew up in mountains. It was so, so much fun. I've heard it's beautiful there. Does your family have a home there? Not in a traditional sense, no. Ancestrally, for sure, but um, we mainly lived in the city. We just liked to visit up there, take trips and the like. Oh, okay. So that's more of a a nice bonding experience. I used to go on trips with my parents as well. They're pretty big on it, actually. What are your parents like? Oh, you know, standard parents. I don't think there is such a thing. Hmm. That's fair, Captain. Uh, uh, they liked showing us, uh, parts of our different cultures and did lots of cool galas and the, and the like. And we did a lot of that stuff when we were younger. They weren't much for the mountains themselves. We just kind of, we would go off and do that on our own. But, you know, just standard parent supporting all of our wants and wishes and let us you know, follow our dreams? Follow our dreams in the mountains? That was a strange sentence. They must be very happy for you to have been chosen for this mission. Nicole, is there any sort of alternate, not alternate, uh... Ulterior motive? Thank you, ulterior. Yeah. Is it just, like, genuine curiosity? Or do you suspect anything? Do you want to make this an opposed role? Uh, I guess the question is, do the two of you want to make it an opposed role, or do you want to just decide how you want to play it? Yeah, yeah, Leah, how do you want to resolve this? So I'm, right now, there's no, okay, there's a little bit of an ulterior motive, but it's it's not digging into her history, it's actually something else. Then I don't think it needs to be, because my whole thing was trying to figure out whether or not the captain had a sense that there was anything else there, because if there's not, then she can continue to bluff her way through that, if the ulterior motive was related to the knowledge itself. The, the captain definitely, well, she always thinks there's something else there that's just, you know, good yeah, captain going to be part of it. But I don't think she's worried about your background, nor necessarily trying to invade your personal private life. What she is trying to do is, well, get, get a better reading for you, you in general, and also something else that she's probably going to make reference to next. I would I would say honestly if as an empath I can and I and I believe in conversations that cut a little too close if mm-hmm. I sense anything other than random curiosity then that's me on alert. I think if you if you're going to sense something that will be an opposed role versus okay. for real. Then I think that's fair. I think an opposed role is fair in that scenario. How how do we're going to learn? Yeah, basically in this case you would both roll and whoever gets the most successes would win your target number by default is one but each person's target numbers can go up or down separately um i think they're probably the same although actually betazoids in any case um you'll be rolling stuff against each other i think everly would be rolling an insight hmm ulterior motives security i could rationalize that being security yeah because it's certainly a, a, a component of interrogation and stuff. Okay. Nicole, you would be rolling um, probably a control. Not presence? My instinct is that control is the thing that's closer to willpower, which I think is more what you'd be rolling against empathic abilities. I wasn't sure if con- control covered that aspect of things or if it was just more fine motor skills. It it does include to resist mental assault, duress, or other stressful situations. Though actually, presence does call out presenting a specific appearance or demeanor to others. So it probably is presence in this case, because it's not, you're not being stressed or duressed. That sounds right. All right, for me, uh, presence 11, security 5. So I'm oh. under 16, and... I'm rolling 11 and 4. Here's a question. How 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 competitive are we going to get here? Leah? I don't want to spend nothing. Let's not spend nothing. But not that competitive. I do have a focus in deception. I think that's fair. Yeah. Totes. I do not have any focuses that will apply. 
I will say I think that the Betazoid trait that Everly has would also reduce the difficulty. To what? Nothing? Because what you're actually doing is the... We compare the number of extra successes, basically. All right. I'm rolling. All right. So aiming to get... <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I just have one success and one complication. On a nothing roll? <laughs> what the hell? Uh, and Leah, how'd you do? I rolled a 12 and a 1. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that Everly sees through whatever face the captain's putting on. Maybe maybe the stress of this situation is uh, making it harder for her to maintain her composure to the same degree that she normally can. Uh, maybe it's an effect of this pollen that we now know exists. But In a word, what you sense from her is uh, mischievous. I love that. And because it's been about 10 years since you asked the question, it was just like, they're proud of you or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, they must be proud of you coming into Starfleet, you know. Being picked for this mission, I think, is what you were leaning on. Yes, exactly. So sensing all of that from the captain, Everly turns and like, as because I think we're on the move. And so as close to like straight in the eyes as she possibly can, puts a smile on her face and like light smile and just a, they are captain. Um. They really supported all of my interests in the academy and know that I really enjoyed the transwarp class that I took. So they know how much the ship means to me. That's wonderful to hear. I look forward to hearing back from them. I did send them a subspace message. What? That's not a character. <laughs> About that time, Kai's tricorder starts to beep. Jinky is a clue. The group is getting very close to the source of the signal you've been following uh captain interrupting that moment of panic from everly we're only a few hundred meters from the source of the signal well then our next goal is to try to contact endeavor let's get off this planet there's one more fact that kai might notice at this point captain the signal is coming directly at us 500 meters we're going to prepare for an ambush. 450 meters. Stay frosty. 400 meters. Thank you for listening to this episode of Endeavor Through the Maelstrom. If you like the show, rate, share, and subscribe through your podcast vendor of choice. You can also find us on Twitter as at Endeavor Show. That's E-N-D-E-A-V-O-U-R-S-H-O-W. And you can find me on Twitter at Blue of the Ken. You can find me online at Twelfth Night. That's one, two, T-H, and night with a K. You can find Brandon and me discovering the ways of the Force on Heroes of the Hydean Way, a Star Wars actual play podcast at theheideanway.com or at theheideanway on Twitter. And if you like Vikings and Norse mythology, check out another one of my shows, a Dungeons and Dragons 5e Midgard podcast, Omens Call, which can be found at Omens Call Pod on Twitter or at OmensCall.com. Thanks for listening, y'all. You can find me on all the socials at Leah617. Usually I'm on Twitter, RT and stuff that makes me laugh. Come say hi there. You can also check out MischiefMedia.com for the other nerdy podcasts that I currently produce or uh, host. And you can find me, Brad, on Twitter at MacinEbedy1. That's M-A-C-H-I-N-E-B-E-D-E number one. My Twitter is at CompleteNictory. You can find other projects I'm involved in at CompleteNight.com. That's C-O-M-P-L-E-T-E-K-N-I-G-H-T dot com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you out there. Captain, what is that in your hand? Well, it's the phaser you gave me. No. The janky one. <laughs> the other hand. Uh, this is a slingshot. The collar. You no, the took other the other collar. Hand. I took, no, you, you're the one that grabbed it off of him. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> your arms is full of stuff. <laughs> I, I do not recall this. You have oh a third arm. All right. We've been on this planet long enough for you to grow a third arm. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, it was like your finishing move or something. You like yeah. snatched it off. Okay, him. all right, let me. Okay. Okay, uh, let's so... give it, hey, Nicole, let's give it a moment too. We have uh, our transwarp drive is going yeah. off in the background here. All right, no, no, that's the tra- that's the train to the shuttle that'll take you back. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, let's no. just hop on and get out of here then. Come on, the screw train. this plot. It's a choo choo train. Actually, I don't. Uh, let's not screw this plot. I like this plot, Brandon. It's been fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Leah, I choose you. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was. You, you that can't was pay for that timing. kind of comedic timing. Yep. <laughs> it's been a horrible transporter accident, everybody. <laughs> Sorry to tell everyone that uh, Lieutenant Junior Grade Kalen has apparently been dematerialized. Oh, hi, are you back? I'm fixing it. I'm fixing it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, your comedic timing was perfect on that. I know you didn't plan it, but you 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 dropped out right as Brandon called on you. <laughs> like the second. <laughs> My comedic timing is always perfect. I just like to imagine the shuttle, uh, the shuttle uh, Ramsey, rather, probably whenever something bad is going on, if you've got like a, a, a impact sensor or your shields are falling or something like that, it just starts cursing at you <laughs> calls you a donkey. Definitely a good Starfleet regulation. Obsessed. Okay, whose bright idea was it to give the shuttle's personality? <laughs> It's the synth revolution, you know. Well, you know, I maybe somebody had the dream to like, we'll combine all the shuttles into uh, a mecha. Yeah, and that'll they each, be great. They each have to have their own personality because for some reason that's the only way that works. But that's how that works, though. Yeah, Leah's eyes. They all join so together big. and become the Julia Child. <laughs> like <laughs> these shuttlecraft come together, you just hear like as the yeah. shuttles move. And so, instead of being the ultra sword, it's the ultra pan <laughs> well maybe that uh, might just be endeavor just take a hold of it the saucer section <laughs> it is a saucer well yeah because like obviously when the shuttles the shuttle can join up and have like a, a separate you know they have their combined form and it can fight alongside endeavor but then when something really bad is happening they then combine with endeavor for to be the like mega endeavor I, I smell a re- a really weird like dream sequence intermission episode coming out. <laughs> this is the Voltron AU we've been waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't know you were secretly signing up for a Voltron podcast, did you? <laughs> <laughs>